Welcome to the Uncompromising Faith Podcast. Why don't you pull up the chair and make yourself comfortable? My name is Homer Les, and along with my wife, Wanda Ring, we are inviting you to join us as we explore what it means to walk by faith. Well, everybody, welcome to our new recording studio. It's a interesting civic lesson because we're sitting inside of a Honda Civic. So we learned to make do with whatever we got. <laughs> That's the way of uncompromising faith. And today Juan and I were talking about eagles. And it was rather an interesting conversation about eagles. I remember the very first time the whole concept of eagles came up was when my grandmother gave us a plaque. I think it was for our wedding. Tell us, Wanda. Eagles have a wonderful representation in Scripture because we know that around the throne of God, the seraphim have the face of an eagle, the face of a man, the face of an ox, and the face of a lion. And these represent the four major divisions of creation. They also represent Jesus. In Matthew, he's represented as the king, and that would be the lion. In Mark, he's represented as the servant and that would be the ox. In uh, Luke, he's represented as the son of man, which would be the face of the man. And then, of course, in the Gospel of John, he's represented as the son of God, which would be the face of an eagle. And so we know in the word of God, I believe it's in Revelation, it talks about the spirit of prophecy. That would be Jesus, who is the spirit of prophecy. And of course, we know that in the word of God, It says in Isaiah 40, verse 31, those who wait for the Lord, who expect for and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. And you move from a sheep to an eagle. We know that we want to keep moving forward in the Lord. So what would you like to say, Homer? Well, the thing about eagles is that we first started learning about them way back when we were in Sherwood Park. We lived in Sherwood Park and we went to conferences and the prophets would keep bringing up this picture of the eagle and I didn't really understand fully what the eagle meant except for I knew that it it was somebody who was advanced considerably with God. So when we got to Prince Edward Island and we were living there in solitude, I didn't really understand all of what the eagle meant. We read in Anna Roundtree's book, The Heavens Open. She wrote on the back of Jesus and he was represented as the white eagle. So I knew that concept. And then he gave me that vision, remember? When I was out walking in the blueberry field and I saw a giant eagle or a big eagle being pinned to the ground with thread, little strands of thread. And the eagle couldn't move. It was pinned to the ground, literally, with only a, a maybe a half a dozen or a dozen threads. And I knew that the eagle could fly. It was mature and had all its feathers, but it couldn't fly because it was pinned to the ground. And that struck me as being very interesting because it doesn't take much to keep an eagle pinned. And those threads to me were those things in my life, like little idols, things that I desired or wanted that weren't of God, that kept me from flying with him. 
And it was only when those threads were cut would the eagle be able to fly. Okay, and this is where I'll finish reading Isaiah 40, verse 31. The second half of the scripture says, They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. And so in order to lift up your wings and mount up close to God, you can't have any threads tying you down to the earth. And so as we move into maturity with God, we start out as sheep. But then God would like us to become like eagles. And we get off the ground in praise and in worship. We get off the ground because of intimacy. We enter into the priestly relationship with intimacy and union with the Lord. And with that comes in a kingly authority. But we have to have that intimacy. And so in that intimacy, the Lord will draw you further and further into him and ask you to leave behind those things that would block intimacy, those things that would be put before loving the Lord your God with all your heart. He would want very much to cut those threads so that you can fly into his presence. And then you have access to the Father because you live the life of the Son. What did I say the Gospel of John was about? The Son of God. He lived the life of the Son in the earth through obedience. And so when we do that, we can have access to the Father as well. So the picture of the eagle is really all about intimacy with God. That's right. So then what's interesting is that those threads have to be cut and we need God to cut them for us. But we have to be in agreement with him cutting them. Otherwise, we will never be free. So as he brings those things up into our lives and exposes them, and we say, yes, God, take this. I repent of this. He can cut that thread and it can, it can free us up. That's right. And remember, when you're led into the wilderness by the Lord and you follow him there, again, it says in the scriptures in Hosea that he allured her into the wilderness. And when he does that, he has very much a desire to cut those threads. He has a, a very much a desire that your maturity level will change from the sheep to the eagle. It says, my sheep hear my voice. This is where you have to start. But eagles fly into the presence of God. And so there's a greater degree of intimacy when you morph into that eagle and you change. It says in the word of God clearly that you change and you renew your strength and power. It also says in the word of God in Hosea that he takes the bales out of our heart. And those bales are other gods, the things, the threads that tie us down. Interesting. And I think what you said about the change is rather interesting too, because did you know that baby eagles, eaglets, grow up in an area, and that area is in a high crag or a high tree, way, way up in the mountains or in a high place. And it's a large nest where the baby can grow up in safety and the mother and father bring it food and it has everything it needs. It, it's fine there and it doesn't want to leave because it's got a good life. It's being fed and has what it wants. And I think that is true of us too. When we start out in faith, we start walking with Jesus. The father gives us what we need and we have everything that we want, but we get fat, we get big, we, we grow up in the spirit and that's fine. 
But what comes next is rather interesting. The parent eagle sees the chick has grown up and is no longer able to fit the nest. It needs to fly. So what is the parent doing? Kicks them out of the nest. And they have to fall. And as they fall, they have wings, but they've never used them before. And so all of a sudden they have to figure out that they have to put out their wings. So there are times when we're tied down to the earth with those strings, but I also think that we need to have that picture that we grow up in the nest, which is fine, but then God kicks us out of the nest so that we have to learn how to use those wings, have to learn to use that faith that we've grown up in trusting and obeying him so that we can fly, we can rise up with the thermals. Well, I was going to say that having the Lord call you to the wilderness is like pushing you out of the nest, because there's nothing more comforting than the nest that you have in Egypt. It's Christian city and your church and your fellowship. But in the wilderness, there is no brick and mortar. There, at least there wasn't for us. And you really are alone with the Lord. And that's pushing you out of the nest because you think, how will I survive out here? But not only do you survive, you thrive and you literally change. You change and you mount up close to God. And it's really beautiful because in the wilderness, you learn a different level of what the eagle means. A lot of first stage Christianity will look at the eagle and say, oh, that's the spirit of prophecy, which I mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast. And that is true. It is. And it's one of the giftings that Jesus gives out of the fivefold, the apostolic, the prophetic, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. But there's more to it. And scripture has deeper layers of meaning as you mature and the other layer of meaning, you'll find Isaiah 40, 31 will come to pass in the wilderness. Right. So it takes the suffering and shaking, literally being thrust out of the nest, that brings that intimacy. Yes. I don't think anybody could argue that 2020 has been a year of shaking. I believe that what's been happening in the world, the shaking that's going on in 2020, is basically God thrusting a lot of people out of the nest at the same time. Yes, I would agree. And with the fact that churches have been able to move, like I'm talking about the standard brick and mortar, where you go on Sunday, it's like God is doing on a global level what he did for us personally. Like, I call it just shutting the power off and getting quiet so that you have to spend time with the Lord. And it's like he's asking you to come close and to have your countenance changed to, to be renewed and find your strength and power in him and in these days to come to be really safe in the Lord you're going to have to morph from a sheep to an eagle meaning that you'll have to go into a greater level of maturity for you to survive these coming days of the shaking yes yes I don't think anybody would disagree with that being in the nest is fine when we're young but it's not a safe place to be as an adult there's too many threats out there. Yes, and I remember in Anna Roundtree's book where the Lord gave her the lesson of the birds. She saw all these different kinds of birds that were in flocks. But the Lord said he didn't want her in that flock. Well, she said, well, who do I fly with, Lord? And he said, fly with me. And that's when she understood that he was calling her to be an eagle, to fly with him and not fly in the flock, meaning that it's okay to have fellowship. But what God is calling for is that companion, and you fly with him. So the intimacy that God wants us to have 
is first and foremost and primarily with him. Yes. If we have that intimacy with God, if we're that intimate with Jesus, then the rest of our relationships will flow from that. But we have to get that primary relationship right. Otherwise, all our other relationships won't work out. That's right. And primarily, when you look at the eagle, it's a vertical relationship. It's up high. It catches the, the thermals of the winds. And you're off the ground. It's vertical. And then that's part of that vertical cross, the board that's vertical. And then the horizontal board will fall into place. And God will deal with your relationships that you have horizontally here on earth. But primarily, you need to be dealing with the vertical. And that's why the season of the wilderness is so critical. And there's one other thing that I wanted to bring out for our listeners. And that is that eagles mostly fly alone. Yes. They tend to be solitary creatures, flying alone, hunting alone. And when we walk with Jesus, one of the things that you will find as you grow in intimacy with him, you will find that more and more of your time is spent alone with him and not with other people. Because we have to learn to build that relationship with him. And once we've learned to build that relationship with him, then he will be free to add to that relationships with others. In many respects, it's going to be solitary simply because there's not a lot of compatibility of people and Jesus. We tend to be at odds because the world is at enmity with God. That's right. It's the carnal nature. And so this is where you learn to move into a place of divine love, the companionship. And what the Lord was showing me yesterday is that he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. We need to reciprocate that. And we need to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, our eternal bridegroom, and give him that same devotion and look at him for the joy set before us to have him as our eternal husband and eternal companion and then as that hymn says, the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and face. And that's what happens to you in the wilderness. And you are prepared then to come into the perfect will of God because now you're living the life of the Son. You have access to the Father and the Father now can give you your inheritance, which is his Son and everything else that is required for you to fulfill the perfect will of God. Right. So we are at a place in this new year where even though it's 2020, we've reached a new Jewish year and God is doing something different this Jewish year than he did last year. Wherever you're at, my friends, we wish you Shana Tova and we want you to know that God is in the process of turning you into an eagle. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you for joining us on this Uncompromising Faith podcast. We hope you have been encouraged in your walk of faith and want to learn more. We can be found at www.uncompromisingfaith.ca where you can read more of what you just heard here, download our book, and connect with others that share in your passion for Jesus. May God bless you richly.